0: Welcome to the Compass Church Podcast with Pastor Tim Jacobs, the ministry of Compass Church with your Arizona. Join us now as we look into God's word to be challenged and changed. He is risen, huh? Yes! It is so awesome to see all of you out here. What a beautiful morning we have. This is our church, baby. This is it. Normally, we meet in a building just up the road off, off of Australia Parkway down Van Buren Street, which isn't much of a street right now if you've been down there. They're ripping it up, but they're gonna make it nice for us. But that's where we meet. But this, this morning, today, this is our church right here. And you, yes, you are a part of it. And we have turned this baseball field into a place of worship because we wanted to create the biggest space we could to shout from the stands like a bunch of raving fans that he is alive. And because he is alive, no matter what you're dealing with right now, all is not lost. If you're stressed and depressed, broke and addicted, overworked and underpaid, desperate and lonely. Even now, if you're wondering, what am I even doing here at this ballpark? There's not even a baseball game going on. And you're wondering what is going on with your life. I am here to tell you that all is not lost. And so in your program, you have one of these little cards that says message notes. And on the back is a scripture that was written by the apostle Peter when he writes to people who are anxious and scared about their future. Their lives have been riddled with disappointment and disillusionment. Things have not turned out the way they hoped that they would. And they're wondering, where is God? And they're wondering, what do we do now? And so, people who are tired and ready to give up, Peter writes this to them. And so what I'd like us all to do, I know we just got done standing, but consider it like the seventh inning stretch, right? I'd like you to stand, if you would, all of us stand up together and read this passage out loud uh, on the back of your message notes in 1 Peter. Let's read this together. This is what he says. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Do you see these words? Living hope, resurrection, inheritance, imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven. That's the promise. You can go ahead and have a seat. If you remember nothing else today, remember this, that this passage means that because he is alive, when the diagnosis says terminal, when the ultrasound does not detect a heartbeat, when the divorce papers come in the mail, when the pink slip lands on the desk, when you don't make the team even though you busted your butt working so hard and tried, when she says, I don't love you anymore, when they give you a medical discharge and say you can no longer do what you believe you were made to do, what this day screams from the rooftops is that all is not lost. And the reason is because Jesus rose from the dead and when he did that, he proved that he can overcome and did overcome death and that the end is not the end that there awaits a life for us that we cannot begin to imagine. And for those of us who trust in him, for those of us who believe in him, nothing that is good will ever be lost. But right now, it isn't very easy to see, is it? It isn't very easy to picture that, because in case you hadn't noticed, everything around us is dying, even on a beautiful day like this everything is dying. It slips through our fingers. It's here and gone. Here on this earth, so many times it feels like all is lost. No one notices this more than my wife, Judy, because she has to live with me and our three children. And if that wasn't bad enough, our dog. And he's a cute dog and all that, but the reality is he's a walking disaster. I mean, He's like Pigpen from the Charlie Brown cartoon. Remember this? He's just like got a cloud of dust wherever he goes. And he's a cute dog, but he's just got hair everywhere and everything else. And my wife's one of those people, I don't know if you're like this, but when she vacuums the living room, she makes this pattern with the vacuum. Like these perfect angles, kind of like the grass out here, you know? And it's beautiful. You know who you are if you do that. And, and she gets done with the, 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 the living room. I was like, holy cow, how did you? It's like a work of art, right? And you know, you can just tell, she just sits back. She's like, ah, it's perfect. Yeah, for like two and a half minutes. Because invariably, someone lets the dog in. And I'm telling you, he goes right for the living room, jumps up, does a nosedive. Like with his mouth open, he rubs his teeth on the carpet. With all this dog spit, he's shaking his back on the carpet. He's dragging his butt on the carpet. And he defiles the whole thing. And she's like looking at this going, oh, it was so good. All is lost. How did it, I just made this so good and it just disappeared. But that is what happens in life. The minute you get it just right, something comes in and rubs its butt all over it. The minute... Right, right, it's just like it was so good and then it went away. And the reason is because we live our lives in fleeting moments, the moment of falling in love when you first saw her. Or when you gaze at a sunset, it's just right. Or you ride your Harley on a perfect day. Those of you who do that, you know what I'm talking about. I don't, someday I might. But you know what I'm talking about. Or the first bite of an In-N-Out burger, like, ah, oh, this is so good or maybe the first time you were finally understood. And it's that moment you capture and you go, ah, if I could just have this, but these moments are wonderful, but they're gone so fast, almost as quickly as they arrive. And in the words of the great philosopher Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, if everything could ever feel this real forever, if anything could ever be this good again, Well, I got good news for you, Dave. Because of the resurrection and through the resurrection, someday when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, everything will feel this real forever. Everything will be this good again. In fact, immeasurably better. Because we've got a living hope that never fades, that never is defiled, that never goes away, that never gets boring. So hey, Dave, all is not lost, man. All is not lost. And we know this because when we talk about the resurrection, we don't merely talk about resuscitation. We're not just talking about your old body coming back to life like some crazy Walking Dead episode. And we aren't talking about reincarnation, you know, into a blueberry muffin. And we aren't talking about the spiritual realm where you just float around like a blob and you don't even really know what's going on in this like psychedelic acid trip state. That's not what we're talking about. When we say resurrection, we are talking about actual, complete, physical reconstitution. Putting on things back to their intended state, the way God made them to be, the way you and I most wish. We love our bodies, we just hate it when they fail. We love this world, we just hate it when it fails. Because Jesus rose from the dead with a real body, the promise from scripture is that someday we will rise from the dead with a real body as well, except one that is not able to die. It says this in Romans chapter eight, verse 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, check this out, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So you also get the same life that Jesus has, and that is the hope. So you may have cancer, but cancer doesn't have you. You may have mental illness, but mental illness doesn't have you. You may have addiction, but addiction doesn't have you. These things will be defeated because they are not God. Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. He has conquered these things and he promises to rescue us and so someday we will shed this skin. Yeah. Someday we will shed this skin and the seed, the seed goes into the ground and it dies but it sprouts up into life that we cannot even begin to understand by the way, we're the only ones who believe this resurrection thing. Our Jewish friends believe it as well, but we're the only ones who believe that it has actually happened. And because of that, we've kind of cornered the resurrection market. That's what we believe. So we don't run around saying things like, I'll never be able to run again. I'll never have the mind I used to I'll never feel close to anyone like I once did. We don't say those kinds of things because we absolutely believe that we will. It is only a matter of time. We don't believe that all good things come to an end. We believe that in the end, all there will be is good things. Now, no offense, but it's incredibly short-sighted and pathetic to think that this life is all there is, that we were only made for this world. And I know that a lot of those of us who who take pride in our intellect and our education often get to the point where we say, well, we know for sure that human beings only live 80 to 90 years and then they're gone and that's it. There's nothing beyond the grave. Why would we believe in anything that we can't see? But how incredibly short-sighted to think that all of the dreams that have been put in your heart and the hopes and the desires and the longings would only be put in you for just this short, tiny period of time, 90 years or 100 years if you're lucky. How does that make any sense? So we refuse to believe this sad and secular, tired old lie that this is it. What a crock. If this is it, this life really means nothing. Nothing. All is lost. But no, no, no. What we do is we choose to see beyond and we say, God, you made this beautiful grass and these beautiful trees and our, our beautiful children, and you put stuff inside of us to reach out for more. There must be something there. And so on Easter, the first Easter, the first Sunday early in the morning, the Bible says that the women went to the tomb with spices. And essential oils that they got when they signed up. And they went there to care for the body. Because that's what you did. You cared for the body. Because when they went to the tomb, they fully expected that that's what they would find. A dead, rotting corpse. Because they believed, as far as they were concerned, that all was lost. I mean, how could you think any differently? You've never known anything else, right? So imagine when they're shocked when they get to the tomb and Jesus is nowhere to be found. Imagine their shock when the stone is rolled away and the guards are gone. Jesus is gone. And the only one that's there is this Hollister model looking dude, you know, in a white robe. Ladies, he's gone. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. Go find him. Go find him. All is not lost. But here's what you have to understand, my friends. Just because all is not lost does not mean that nothing will be lost. That's the part that's up to you. So I have here this big Easter egg. Isn't this thing great? We are going in a few minutes to have an Easter egg hunt for the kids, not for you guys, sorry. Those of you that are adults. It's for the little kids. You can't run out there and, you know, Grab eggs for your kids. So, but we have an Easter egg hunt for your kids. And in a few minutes, all these kids are going to be lined up. And when the signal goes, they get to run out into the grass and they get to grab as many of these eggs, not quite this big, as many of these eggs that are stuffed with candy and all kinds of fun stuff to amp your kids up, right? Because that's what they need. Now imagine when we do this Easter egg hunt that you've got a three-year-old kid, three-year-old little child, and when the signal goes off, all the kids go running out into the Easter egg hunt except for your kid. He just stands there with his little basket. And you go, hey, kid, why aren't you running out there and getting all these eggs? And imagine if your little kid looked up to you and said, yeah, there's nothing in those eggs. I've seen this song and dance before. I'm not gonna be like one of these gullible morons who runs out there all excited thinking that there's something in here. I can't see it. How am I supposed to know? Why would I put my trust in a bunch of unreliable people who may say there's something in here, but I don't believe it? Can you imagine if your little three year old kid said that? What would you do? I'll tell you what you do you take that kid to see a psychologist man, what is wrong with you? Come on, kid. I mean, we got you all dressed up. You have a mom who loves you. You have a dad who loves you. And we brought you here to the ballpark on this beautiful, perfect day with all this beautiful grass and and we gave you your little basket and we got you whatever you're gonna put your eggs in and we dressed you up all nice. Do you think we would take you all this way just just to lie to you? Do we take you all this way just to tell you there's nothing? Look at the evidence. We wouldn't do this to you. Do you actually think we would bring you this far just to tell you at the end there is nothing? There isn't a kid alive that would think that way. No, you got to be trained to think that way. You got to be beaten down to live that way. That's not how we're made. But that's how a lot of us are. Yeah, I've seen this all before. Do you really think, though, do you really think that the God of this universe would create you with all these dreams and hopes just to trick you? Just to, just to give you short windows of connection and short windows of beauty and short windows of, of purpose and meaning, short windows where you capture finally why you're here, just to have them evaporate, never to be found again? Is that who God is? to let disease and death and heartbreak and failure destroy you forever. But the fact is, it will destroy you if you let it. It will destroy you if you choose to sit back with, you know, your little empty bag on the sidelines. Nah, nah, life is brutal and then you die. There's no God, there's no love, there's no hope, there's nothing beyond this. I'm gonna invite Gabe to come up here right now Maybe you're someone who's thought all is lost. In a group this size, in a crowd this size, there's more than a few of us who are like, man, if I'm honest, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what I'm doing here. Maybe some of you thought about ending it all. Or walking away or giving up. But maybe something you heard today, maybe the reality of Jesus really rising from the dead, of the reality that on Friday he paid the price for our sins on the cross, he stood in our place so that we wouldn't have to. That he loves you so much, that God loves us so much that he became flesh and came to this earth to spread out his hands and die. Only then, on Sunday, to rise again and to show you that there is more. If that's you today and you're going, you know what? I'm at the point where maybe not all is lost. I would like to believe that not all is lost. Then in a moment, I'm going to ask you to do something really brave, really gutsy. But I'm going to ask you to get up out of your chair and I'm going to ask you to come down this field. I'm going to invite our prayer team to come down right now on the field. And as Gabe plays this song in just a minute, I want you to come down and stand here and I'm going to pray for you. If you're in a place where you're ready to say, man, I got to believe that all is not lost. I got to place my faith in Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. There's a story of a champion chess player who came upon a painting that was simply called Checkmate. It was in the house of a prominent man in Virginia, a friend of his. And as this champion chess player looked at this painting, it depicted two players. On one side, it was the devil. And on the other side, his opponent was a young man. And in the painting, you could see from the, the players the pieces on the chessboard that the devil had won. And the devil was looking at him with this vicious eye, staring him down, just waiting, knowing that he had him. Even the angel in the background of the picture is gazing upon this young man with pity. All was lost. And the look on the young man's face says it all, because you could tell there was a time when he believed. You could tell there was a time when he thought he could do it. But all he's doing is looking down at this chessboard, completely defeated and completely despondent. He has no more moves. And he's surrounded completely by the devil's pieces on the board. And this champion chess player was captivated by this painting, and he begins to stare at it, and stare at it, and stare at it, and he's looking at the board, and he's rolling over options in his mind, and all of a sudden, he screams out in a flood of emotion, wait, wait, I found it. Son, you have one more move. All is not lost. I can see it. Don't give up. You have one more move. And I'm here to tell you today, if you feel like it's over for you, like God's never going to be there for you, if you feel like you're too far gone, If you're staring down at your chest piece saying it's too late, I'm here to tell you, you've got one more move. It's not over, baby. It's not over. And so, the time is now to come down here. Just get up, don't be afraid, don't care what anybody else thinks. You're saying, when you come down this field, I just want you to stand here and say, God, I know I've got one more move. So Gabe is going to play, and as he's playing, get up out of your chair and come down right now. Seize the moment, seize the opportunity.
1: Come close, listen to the storm. You feel like heaven's eyes the day that you
0: pray for you guys right now. I'm going to pray and give you an opportunity to turn your life over to Jesus. Because by doing that, you're saying, "God, I believe. My life is kept hidden with you. My life is safe. You've got me. You've always had me." So let me lead you in a prayer right now. Just pray along with me. Pray along with me. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus. Thank you that he paid the price for my sins. Thank you that he is Lord. Thank you that you raised him up and that because he lives again, I will live again. Thank you that all is not lost. Thank you for loving me. Teach me to trust you. Teach me to walk with you. Teach me to know and to always be secure in your love and your grace for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, those of you that came forward, man, let's give them a hand, huh? Let's give them a hand. Man, I I just want you to know God loves you, and he has done a work in your life. He has done a work in your life. And I want to challenge you to continue to trust in him. We have people that can help walk with you and talk with you and and listen to you and pray for you and be there for you. But the reality is, is that God has done a work in your life. You know, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. And you've been raised to new life today. You've been raised to new life. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us today. Why not ask God to change your life so you can go and change your world for Him? To find out more about our church
1: online, go to www.compasschurch.info. And we'll see you next time.